Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. <sighs> Jordan Morris, done adulting. Time to Disney. Okay, Jordan, let's get into this right now. Uh, no, I don't want to. I just want a Disney. Now, Jordan, you're done adulting. You're a millennial, and yeah, I'm a millennial as well. We're all about adulting. Mm, not me. I'm done adulting. Time to Disney. Okay. Um, when you say Disney, the verb... Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the verb form of Disney, Disney mean, Jordan? Disney parks, Jesse, the parks. Okay, we're talking uh, about the parks, California Adventure and, and the others. Yes, the properties, the, the resort, Jesse. Okay. okay, listen, my mom and I and my sister took uh-huh. a joint birthday mother's trip to Disney um, last week. I've developed Just a taste for it. Three cool mothers. Mm-hmm. Just three moms, <laughs> my mother, and then my childless sister and I <laughs> all went to Disney. And, um, and when you and say Disney, sh- you're talking about California Adventure. I'm talking about the parks. I'm talking about the parks, Jesse, okay, the resort. Not downtown Disney. That's included within the parks. Okay. That's also Disney. Thank you. I count that. I count going to the Sanuk flip-flop store as Disneying. <laughs> Now, I can I ask a weird. quick question? I don't want to get too far off. <laughs> as long as here. you don't make me adult, yes. Yosemite, is that included in the parks? No. What it's about, a national park. What about Jellystone? Uh, no, fictional. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Plus, the last time I was there, I, someone stole my picnic basket, so <laughs> I am not going back. So you're at Disney's California Adventure, flying Dis- over California with the great Patrick Warburton. Soaring over, over California, and I'm loving this. I haven't been to Disney in years. Uh, we're having a great time. And I just saw this shirt that really said it all. The shirt was, I'm done adulting, time to Disney. And I'm like, first of all, that's so me. So, that's the me right there. Right. And it that opened up my eyes to a genre of shirt that I had not seen was the bootleg. We've used the Disney logo. This is probably illegal, but we've made shirts for Disney adults that are sold primarily on Etsy that say like Disney shit kind of like mashed up with sassy target sign. Right. I'm on Etsy right now. Uh huh. Um, and I'm, I'm shopping immediately for... imagining Mickey mouse slam dunking. Uh, okay, so that's that's the. I think you're thinking of the bootleg Bart Simpson T-shirts of our youth. Okay, this is more like Buzz Lightyear doing shots, and it says, "I'm Buzzed Lightyear." I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Buzz. So it's a lot of drinking puns. Wait, are the these are? I assumed, in all sincerity, I assumed these would say things like, uh, you know. Don't talk to me until I've had my Disney. That like, I totally saw coffee ones, and it has Disney characters drinking coffee. And for some reason, that was shocking to me. Like it seemed wrong to see <laughs> because they're like, Mormons, right? Exactly. <laughs> caffeine, <laughs> caffeine is sinful. We all know, and it's a stimulant. <laughs> I would hate Stitch to. I would hate for Stitch to go to hell in um, some parts of the Mormon community. In some parts of the, the Church Mormon of Latter Day Saints. Um, so community. I'm shopping. I'm shopping on. On uh, Etsy, from all my, <laughs> these should be illegal Disney clothes. Uh huh. 
Um, there's a real sassy pair of panties with the Little Mermaid on it. It says, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. So I think I'll get those. Put them in the cart, Jordan. Put them. I'm putting it in the cart. I'm clicking buy now. Oh, I'm not wow. even bothering with the cart, my friend. Holy cow. Uh, and then there is a series of shirts. These are called Disney drinking shirts. <laughs> is that the category on Etsy? Uh, this is, I guess, what it's, it's, uh, the seller is the Midnight Comet, and these are called Disney Drinking Shirts, Disney Drinking Around the World T-Shirt, Epcot Food and Wine Top, Disney Wine T-Shirt, Disney Team T-Shirts. I so go that... on Etsy, Jordan, to buy handmade leather goods mm -hmm. and Aladdin with a heart on T-Shirts. <laughs> uh, so what we have here are wine glasses with mickey ears but also some characteristics of various disney characters uh there's a dory here it says just keep drinking mm -hmm. uh tinkerbell it's drinkerbell kind of first thought there but yeah go um, a to c uh but the one that kind of bummed me out i was having fun drinkerbell fun yeah uh princess leia may the buzz be with you we can all get behind that you're kicking back with a buttery shard and enjoying the puns um, super cali super califragilistic drinking all day docious. Okay, you can't even drink at Disneyland, can you? Uh, in Olga's Cantina in the Black Spire Outpost, you can if you travel to Batu. Sure, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Look, what but is listen. a podcast if not saying sure. words? <laughs> Talking about Black Spire Outpost, bright suns to you, Jesse. Bright suns and to you. Um. May you fly the... over California over the bridge <laughs> with, with a guy who does a voice on Family Guy. <laughs> um, but the one that bummed me out, it's a wine glass. It has Winnie the Pooh coloring. And the slogan is, oh, bother, I'm drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> it implies... Like, it implies that he knows. He's aware that this is ruining his life. Oh, bother. I'm drunk again. Again. Again is such a weird modifier. Anyway. Piglet's there. No, Worry. Piglet's not there. No. I think, I think in this scenario, this poo wine glass is alone. Oh, there's a bee there. <laughs> I don't know if that B is a Winnie the Pooh character. Do you think the B is an enabler, or is it possible? Hear me out, Jordan. Okay. What if the B is his sponsor? Yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> the B, I'm feeling tempted again. B <laughs> heard that Pooh is slipping, mm. and he's there like buzz buzz one day at a time. Right. Yeah. Um. I hope so. I hope I hope that Pooh Pooh is getting the help he needs because clearly this is a pattern that he it's a pat I mean it implies that sentence is just that's I mean this is the Disney shirt version of baby shoes for sale never worn. It's just like it's such a fucking poem. And I, I yeah, and I hope Pooh is getting the help he needs, uh, acknowledging insisting. that there's a higher power, Christopher Robin. He's, he's insisting he's not an alcoholic. He's a little black rain cloud. Right. <laughs> That's how he's trying to trick his sponsor. Mm -hmm. The sponsor's a bee. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. It's pretty rough. Anyways, pray for Pooh, everyone out there. <laughs> if you're out there, pray for Pooh. 
<laughs> we have some wonderful guests on the program uh, this week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, these three are, are the creators and stars of uh, one of the funniest shows on television. And I'm I'm not just blowing smoke, a show that I, uh, my wife and I watch together and just laugh and roll on the floor. Uh, the show is Three Busy Debras. Uh, and our guests are the Debras themselves, uh, Sandy Honig, Mitra Jahari, and Alyssa Stonaha. Uh, hi, friends. Welcome to our program. We're thrilled to have you. Hello. Thank you for having us. Honestly, it was really hard to be quiet during that because we all really, really love silly T-shirts and funny merch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are your, some of your favorite silly T-shirts? Well... Okay, so the first one that came to Can mind. I, I want to clarify, Sandy. You brought this. Were you up. lying about the silly? <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. I know. I didn't want to interrupt. It's hard over Zoom. It's hard over Zoom. I saw Mitra. I saw Mitra preparing to speak. I know. So I was I trying to remember the get, the one that that Patty just gave me. I think it was like, "Who put this shit in my ass?" or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was trying Patty. to see if it was in the room with me, just like to make sure I was getting the quote exactly right because it is poetry. But I, it's something like that. <laughs> I've been wearing mine to sleep every night. Patty Harrison, who's the funniest person of all time, oh, yeah. um, sure. got us all um, like novelty T-shirts uh, to celebrate the new season. Uh, mine says it, it's like a, a little um, like a like a loading bar, like a loading bar. And it says fart loading. <laughs> fart loading. <laughs> yeah. But the, the weird thing is that it's on the back of a shirt. Okay. <laughs> well, that's where the fart's loading. I guess in that's the back. True. I guess that's true. yeah. The fart's I have loading a very the back. similar one uh, that's a fart doing a slam dunk, and it says "air fart." <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend just gave me a a shirt that is an acrostic poem of the word "bitch." <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm pretty loved. <laughs> <laughs> what is what are the letters in "bitch" stand for in that situation? I, I'm trying to remember. I think it's like beautiful, intelligent. T, um, something horny. <laughs> Words to live by. Beautiful, yes. intelligent T, something horny. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember T your age, but the other ones are no, more noteworthy, I guess. <laughs> Alyssa, did you get one? Well, I got one from Patty. Uh, I had a matching oven mitt, and it said, keep it weird. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, she got them in Austin. Okay. Yes, I hope that you do. I hope that you do. I'm really glad. And then I, I use the oven mitt all the time now, of course. Um, and I, but I, I am thinking of a T-shirt that I saw at a vintage store that had a bunch of like anthropomorphized raisins on it, screaming, and it said "Raisin Hell." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's a good one. That's yeah, a really are they the, were they the California raisins? No, they weren't. They were they were they generic. Were they were generic raisins. <laughs> Other raisins. <laughs> Legally dissimilar. These were the Oregon raisins. Yeah. <laughs> I imagined when you described that shirt, I realized that it was probably R-A-I-S-I-N apostrophe, sh a shortening of raising. But it could also just be a depiction of where evil raisins go. <laughs> that's, what I, that's how I interpreted it, is it was like a play on words where it was like, Here's what raisin hell looks like. <laughs> How did it look as compared to human hell? Um, they have they were having a great time, honestly. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, then I shall not acknowledge raisin Christ. <laughs> that I might go to raisin hell. <laughs> yeah, well, on the there, there was a T-shirt next to it that had a crucified raisin on it. 
brutal. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Devastating. I hope in Raisin Hell we get to sing uh, all our favorite Motown hits. <laughs> 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 a little slice of heaven to me. Um, before we uh, before we started uh, taping, Jesse was telling us about his first time seeing a classic horror film, and he had a surprising reaction. I wanted to talk about it, but I also wanted to go around the horn and ask if people like horror movies and what the one that scared you the most as a kid was. I do not like horror movies. I get, I guess, it's very scared. Spooked. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't like when things jump. I don't think that's an unusual reaction. I guess that's true. I guess that's the point. But I don't – I guess I, I would say I don't like the getting scared. And I don't like when the things jump out. Sure. <laughs> you prefer that the things either stay where they are. Like like if it's like a thriller situation, you know, oh, it's, it's kind of scary. But as long as nothing's jumping out, I'm generally okay. But I can't when they jump. In thrillers, usually, Jordan, they kind of ease in. Right. Yeah. Um, anybody else? Or is, does everyone feel similarly? I love a horror movie. I love getting scared. I'm very annoying. Every jump scare works on me. Even trailers, it, it all works on me. Any, anybody who wants to get scare somebody in a scary movie, it's all your tricks are going to work. <laughs> the tricks work. The tricks work. The tricks are working on me, honey. Um, I, I love... Um, the, the movie that scared me the most the first time I watched it was Insidious. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, this scared me that bad? Yeah. <laughs> definitely, I was whimpering. I, I think I was also like with someone that I had like just started dating in college. And I was trying to be like, I'm so scared. But then I like really did get so scared. And it was, like, it was right. way more annoying than I wanted it to be. Um, and I also love House of Wax and all the Final Destinations. Oh, the Final Destinations are... I think people sleep on the Final Destinations. Like on... On average, you know, the if you take the average quality of the eight or nine final destinations, pretty good. Mean, median, or mode, Jordan? Let's go mode. <laughs> all, all a mode, that is. Give me some ice cream. Thank you. <laughs> I, I am very oh. similar. I'm just going to pipe in really fast and say I'm very similar. No, to pipe, Sandy. please. Very similar to Sandy. Very, very scared of horror movies. Didn't watch a single one as a child. Um, but some girls did explain the movie um, The Strangers to me in i don't know sixth grade and i had nightmares for two weeks and i was i couldn't like do any i was really scared in that in my house and i was crying all the time just from the description mm -hmm. just like thinking about the theoretical movie yeah because like isn't childhood a nightmare enough Sure. <laughs> tell me about it well it's also one of those it what's great about the strangers is everyone's doing everything right for most of the movie like they're doing things that like the choices that they make are like choices that like i feel that i would make and i would probably do something even dumber than what they're doing in the movie but you're watching you're like yeah like you're closing all the windows you're locking all the doors you're getting a weapon like <laughs> what else are you supposed to do so yeah you should it's good that you have nightmares so the takeaway is there's nothing you can do yeah you're gonna die yeah one day you can do it's out of your control Sure. And it's you. all random and it doesn't and it doesn't mean anything. It's not happening for a reason. It's just that's that life is cruel, random chaos. <laughs> yeah, sort of like uh, the lesson of the uh, snowman from Frozen. Right. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. There's nothing you uh, can do. You're going to die. Cruel, random chaos. <laughs> Alyssa, have you ever did you ever did you ever like sit down and watch it or it, does it still just exist in your mind as the most terrifying thing? If I think about it to this day, I can move myself to tears. <laughs> wow. That's what, wow. That's what like Meryl Streep does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to be using this in your acting. Yeah. In, in all my acting, of course, I'll be using this. 
<laughs> Meryl Streep is just gazing off into this and she's like, oh, sorry, I was just thinking of Saw 3. I was, I was thinking of an elementary school description of Saw 3. <laughs> I watched a YouTube compilation of all the kills. Yeah, yeah. I read the back of a horror uh, novel, so. Yeah. Uh, my my kind of personal just just so we all kind of know where we're 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 coming uh, at from this from this discussion. I I really love horror movies. I was kind of late to them. I was a little bit of a Freddy cat like in high school, but kind of uh, calloused myself up to them because like going to see them was such a big social thing. So I wanted to be invited. Uh, so I kind of got over it, and now I'm just like numb, and I need like. I I need the titans of the world. Give me the hard shit. Give me the French weird body horror. Give me those Cronenbergs. So that's kind of where I'm at. Did you like Malignant? I lo- oh god, I loved Malignant. Malignant was great. Wasn't there a hot second where people were going to vote give Malignant some weird like honorary Oscar because they were dumb enough to open it up to fan voting. <laughs> Good. Give it an Oscar. For the longest time, um, whenever anyone brought up Malignant, I thought they were talking about Maleficent. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they were different movies and everyone kept being like, Malignant is so good. And I was like, what is going on? on <laughs> yeah. that's so funny that's so funny you mentioned maleficent because i just bought a thong with her on it doing a bong rip <laughs> oh, i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of the t-shirt pun that that would be oh my god um, oh, yeah. <laughs> help us etsy <laughs> maleficent no not good. that's pretty good what, it's can, okay. It's it's a first draft. It's a first draft. Uh, so yeah. So Jesse, you what was the classic? So Jesse, you actually don't watch horror movies, but have kids that love them. Yeah, I've seen. You know, I saw Carrie and The Shining, but I don't. I'm and I've seen like Vertigo, but uh, I have never. I had never watched like a, you know, like a stabby rivers of blood kind of horror movie before. Until my daughter, who's 10, uh, became completely obsessed with horror movies. And once she's locked on, there's no unlocking her. Both my wife and I, I want to be clear, completely opposed to this, (laughs) but also truly nothing we can do about it. And so she started making us watch them because we were like, okay, we can watch them with us there during the day when your siblings aren't here and like trying to figure out the rules. But I mostly still have made my wife do it. Who's even (laughs) scareder than me. She just loves parenting more than I do. Um, And like my wife will, I mean, jump scares. My wife will scream if she drops a tangerine. Um, scary though scary yeah, yeah. they're expensive yeah. It's more <laughs> expensive than bruised. a navel orange with mm-hmm. with inflation etc mm-hmm. oh Oof. what what oh, was yeah. inflation etc yeah. speak on it mitra <laughs> no thank you <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot biden jacking up our tangerine prices <laughs> he's no cutie um and so my daughter is cute <laughs> yeah my daughter got the idea to go to this drive-in screening of Nightmare on Elm Street, which she had seen, I think, with her babysitter or maybe my wife. Um, but she really wanted to go to this drive-in screening. And she goes to bed at like 8.30 or 8. Uh, so the fact that this movie started at 8.30 was a big deal in and of itself. 
but we drove out to uh, Glendale, California. And I don't like to brag on this show, but we did go to Glendale. <laughs> we went Woo-hoo. We went in the parking structure of an abandoned Sears. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it was one of these it was one of these inflatable screen drive in type deals. Yeah. Um, which was really nice. I was a little bummed because when I agreed to do it, I thought it was at a r- actual drive-in. Um, but it was nice. It was nice because they advertised it as the oldest one in Los Angeles. And I believe them substantially because <laughs> it had no evidence of like marketing or cool people or even faux cool people involved it was just like a taco stand um like a street corner taco stand not even like a taco truck uh, (laughs) that also served cheeseburgers and uh like three ladies selling bags of popcorn like like grocery store bags of popcorn oh yum and uh and then just (laughs) this metal dude uh who had an enormous vape and was so nice about helping us park where we could get out early if we needed to. That's And when nice. you say just when you say metal dude you mean like the tin man? Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I'm thinking more of bicentennial yeah. man, but yeah. <laughs> He's like I can help you get out early if you only help me find my heart. <laughs> And my oil can. <laughs> also, I lo- what I love about LA is that every single place claims to be the oldest something or the first something, yes. and I believe every single one. Yeah, <laughs> they're all from 2008. Yeah. Also, people have been watching. Yeah. People have been watching movies in that uh, Sears parking lot since um, the Westward Expansion. Actually, right. That's true. <laughs> the, <laughs> originally, the Miwok watched movies there. <laughs> Um, so it was, I was, you saw Nightmare on Elm Street. I was prepared to be bummed, but it was actually pretty great from when that metal dude with the, uh, enormous vape told me that I could back into the spot so that I would be able to leave more easily. And I saw Nightmare (laughs) on Elm Street and I can't say I was that scared. I might not have been paying quite enough attention to be scared, admittedly. Uh, but no one had told me... That it's a Home Alone movie? Um, sure, yeah. There's a lot. Like, like with Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. yeah. And um, it's Johnny Depp, Macaulay Culkin, um, and Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> and uh, she does a bunch of traps. These very trap intensive. <laughs> I, love a tra- I love a trap movie. <laughs> Parent. Parent, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're trapping your parents, I am there. <laughs> Fandango.com, one, please. <laughs> Hello, Fandango.com, one, please, for any trap movie. Yes. <laughs> um, there is there's a scene where they're like, why are you reading that book, Small Munitions and Traps? And then she goes, she just goes like, <laughs> I'm reading a trap book. Might be and then, useful later. Yeah, then later on she does a bunch of fucking traps. 
Chekhov's track book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sandy. Yes. Of course. Yes. Dramaturgically sound this movie. <laughs> you know that was like a note from the studio. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did she know how to do all these tricks? Yeah. How are we, how are we going to set up that she can handle this situation? That's a good I mean that's a good reminder though that like the motivation for any character can just be that they were reading it in a book. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to actually explain anything if you're making a movie. You just go, oh, they can just have the book, right? Yeah, in the beginning of Wizard of Oz, Dorothy is reading a book called How to Get Home. <laughs> the first example. Of- the other thing about it is the thing that I and I ended up really liking it. The thing that I didn't realize was how much of the movie is just, I guess, Wes Craven just being like. Ah, I thought of another cool thing. Right. <laughs> and my, yeah. And my prosthetics friends made this cool gunk. Yeah. <laughs> the way it really should, be, should be like that. Yeah. He's working backwards from the gunk substantially. Yeah. Have a, yeah. You have a, you have your friend with a long braided beard, make some gunk, mm-hmm. and then you write the movie. All great stories start with gunk. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. What, what Thank is, you. what is Thank that, you. um, the Peter Jackson movie where it's all the, like alien. The Frighteners? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no. I feel like it's all of these little like the monster alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Sandy. No. Uh, the, no, maybe no, no, Meet no. the Feebles you're talking about? Okay. Is this Meet the Feebles? Meet the Fockers? No. Meet the Fockers. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's the it's the Get Back documentary. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm kidding. Peace and love. Peace and love. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is the they're they're like all these aliens, and then at the end, bad taste. Ba- oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one definitely feels like the entire thing was just like, how freaky can we make these faces? And then right. the whole movie is just like, keep punching them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street has a list-like quality. Um, it's real. It's like a series of things happening, and I I did not expect the opening scene to be Freddy. Uh, I figured, well, first of all, there's like a there's like a Freddy training montage where he's <laughs> making his uh, his knife glove. Um, with just a bunch of close-ups, like it's one of those uh, reality TV shows where they want make swords. <laughs> that was um, also probably a studio note. They're like, "How do you get that knife glove?" <laughs> He's reading we a book. How to make? It. Yeah, we're gonna see him go to the knife glove store. <laughs> <laughs> one, please, bitch. <laughs> in that in that opening scene where Freddie is chasing the main lady around, uh, I turned to my daughter and I said, "Why is there a goat there?" And she goes, it's a sheep. But that's it. <laughs> that's all that. There's no There's no more sheeps in the movie. Just a sheep wanders through this warehouse. It represents the girl's innocence. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Have you guys ever seen Fiddler on the Roof? Is that a Wes Craven? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, I bring it up because up there, there is... <laughs> oh my god someone needs to recut the trailer <laughs> if i was a rich man. <laughs> oh, mitra. uh let the let the record show for the podcast listeners that mitra as she was doing it was doing a slow stabbing motion yes. <laughs> um but the reason i bring it up is because um there's one shot in the movie where there's a goat in a tree <laughs> It's in the middle of um, the like uh, Frumacera song, 
And it's like right before they introduce Frumacera, they just really quick cut to a goat in a tree. <laughs> I don't remember that. Do you think they caught that footage so- and they're like, <laughs> okay, where do we put the goat in? Because they must have. Because it, it never comes back. It's just that one shot. And then, well, my brother and I used to always sing it because it would be, there would be part of it where it would be like, who is this? Who is this? Then we would go, oh, goat in a tree. <laughs> goat. That's so funny. I've never seen the original Fiddler on the Roof, but I have seen Yenta versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> well, the goat in the tree sounds to me like a studio note where they were like, we don't have any right. goats in the tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it might be about time to take a break. But before we do that, I think I have I have the pitch that I like for the Maleficent um, stoner underpants. <gasps> Thanks, oh, Jordan. yes, please. Uh, how does everybody feel about Bibbidi Bobbidi Bong Rip? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every episode of Jordan Jesse Go is supported by the members of Maximum Fun. Our thanks to all of those members. You rule, you own, you're the reason this show exists. Thank you for supporting us in the Max Fun Drive. Um, you are the best. We're also this week sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Jordan. Yes. I think you know a little something about burnout. <sighs> boy, do I ever. Okay. We're talking the PlayStation 1 game. Know about that. We're talking about what happens if you leave your CRT monitor on without a screensaver. Sure. Sorry, that's burn in. Mm -hmm. I messed it up. We know about that, too. We know about that. We're talking about that bacchanalia in the desert. Mm -hmm. Uh, Burnout, burnout, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're talking not just... Look, people think that burnout is just about work. Uh, and it certainly can be, um, but it can come from any part in your life. I mean, it, there are times in, in our lives when we get overwhelmed, when we get exhausted, when we get worn down, when our gears are ground. Uh, and a great thing to do in that time is to get some help, uh, get some therapy. It, it is, um, it, it's really going to help you through those times. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome, and I think I think sometimes people avoid uh, going to therapy because maybe they think like, oh, I can deal with this with a family member or with a loved one or with a spouse or a pet. But um, you know, it just helps so much to have a trained outside observer who can talk about this stuff with you. It really just it really just makes all the difference. Uh, I've done it. Jesse's done it. I used to talk about this stuff, Jordan, with my dog. Mm. But I figured I needed a trained outside observer, so I started doing it with the dog from Frasier. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. One He's of the so cutest. Well trained. Uh I do not know if Eddie is licensed or not. Mm-hmm. Um he's certainly, you know, adjacent to someone with a license. Yeah. I got three uh, hours a week of therapy, homie. I love it. Saving my life. Yeah. It's uh it's it's really terrific. And uh if if you're thinking about doing it, if you did it before and stopped and want to come back, uh there's a lot of great ways to do it. Uh and one of those ways is 
better help. It is customized online therapy. Uh, they got video options, phone options, even live chat sessions. So if you don't want to see anyone on camera, you don't have to. It can be more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Jordan Jesse Go listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash JJGo. That's BetterHelp.com slash JJGo. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Mitra Johari, Deborah. Uh, Sandy Honig, Deborah. Alyssa Stonaha, Deborah. Okay, that's fine. There you go. <laughs> You're the three busy Debras from the show Three Busy Debras, Jordan. It's true. Funniest show. Funniest show. <laughs> there was a, the audience missed the 12 uh, minute segment before we started recording where me and Jordan just listed our favorite jokes from the show. <laughs> it is it's yeah, it's my favorite kind of comedy where you want to like <laughs> sit someone down and tell them the jokes you like. <laughs> yes. Listen to this and then they and then they drank this rancid milk and said yeah. <laughs> It's such a funny show. It's uh yeah, I think I think if you're if you're listening to this show you will love it. Um yeah, yeah it's on the it's on the Adult Swim, it's on the HBO Max. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you in the meantime. Yes, thank you. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, uh, we ask you to call us at 206 984 fun or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. That's our legendary segment that has not been run into the ground. Momentous occasions. <laughs> Brian, why don't you play one? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Janie at Ed Tompkins. Uh, this is Jessica calling from Aurora, Illinois. I called a couple months ago because uh, I had started leasing this horse and was riding a lot uh, in the Chicago suburbs. I have a weird thing that just happened to me. Um, I was riding around the property, and, and this barn that I, I ride at is just plopped in the middle of like a pretty ritzy uh, Chicago suburb. Uh, so I was riding this horse bareback um, around the property, and this woman walked straight up to me and said, I'm lost. Do you know this area? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. She asked where a certain street was, and I said, yeah, it's on this street. Go directly this way. And she kind of looked at me and looked at where we were going, and I said, would you like me to walk you there? And what I thought she would say is, I don't know, you're on a horse, you have some shit going on. <laughs> but fucking bluff called. She's like, yes, I would love you to walk me there. So I made the decision to walk my horse off property, which is a clumsy decision at best, and was just walking bareback down a sidewalk of truly one of the fanciest neighborhoods in the Chicagoland area. This woman was next to me. She kept stopping to pick flowers. <laughs> um, a couple times I had to ask her directly not to stand directly behind my horse. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. It was the wildest thing that's ever happened to me. 
we got to a point that she said, oh my, I definitely 100% know where I am now. And I said, good, because... I don't know. I'm probably coming in a fucking felony walking this horse off property. Anyway, so I event- I called the cops. I don't like the cops, but I didn't know what else to do. I called them and said, I hope this woman got home. This is where she said she was going. Got back to my place. It was truly just like the most cuckoo bananas crazy pants thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I hope that was a coherent story. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. I was um, I was in Pasadena today, uh, probably the world's most legendary city. <laughs> and we've discussed on this show how, like, in Burbank, California, there's a neighborhood where you're allowed to ride around on a horse. It's built for horse folk. It's a, just a regular. It's not a horse place in any other way other than that you're allowed to ride around on a horse there and you can yeah. pull yourself in a horse cart as well there's a coffee bean and tea leaf that has a horse door yeah <gasps> so the cor- the horse can go in wow <laughs> this is get my their java there's... get their java get their java <laughs> don't talk to me until i've had my feed bag full of java <laughs> hey horses need their beans too horses need they beans horses need they beans too horses need they beans (laughs) it's goofy saying that Um, (laughs) so I was in Pasadena California which as far as I know has no horse neighborhood I may be mistaken Look, I've seen horses in La Cunada Flint Ridge of course of course who hasn't hasn't? if you want to talk about Montrose We can talk about Montrose. I'll look into whether there's a horse's neighborhood there. Yeah. I was. My point is that I wasn't in a place with capacious backyards. I wasn't in a semi-rural part. You know, in Los Angeles, there are weirdly semi-rural neighborhoods, but this is not one of them. Just a regular suburban neighborhood, like from Home Alone or something. And you're obsessed with Home Alone. <laughs> this guy you, is fucking full of tricks. Jesse, are you gonna marry Home Alone? Yes. I propose you by mail. I'm waiting to find out. <laughs> I put my I put my perfume on the letter. <laughs> I'm Jesse. I'm Home Alone. <laughs> God, Jordan, you're the rich little of your generation. <laughs> it wasn't home alone. Twas Jordan all along. <laughs> Twas? <laughs> Twas. <laughs> Twert. <Don't> Shakespeare. <laughs> In the street was a horse carrier. You know what I'm talking about. You connect it to a car, and then you bring your horse around. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. We all have It's like a horse cage. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It's a rolling cage for horses. It's probably got horse food in there. Cages for horses. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I I seen a horse go into the cage, which was fine. That kind of made sense. But it came out of a garage. (laughs) What does that mean? That's where they charge it. That's the horse's uh, man cave when he needs to get away from the wife. <laughs> Isn't there to play pinball? My dream is to ride a horse down this pedestrian street. 
Yeah. How does everybody feel about horses? I uh... I was <laughs> I I was not a horse girl. I mean, I you know, what do you think I am? What do you think I am? Owned a horse. But uh, my dream now, <laughs> but my dream now is to, I want to own a horse. So I want to be a horse girl so bad. I never rode. I never like rode horses as a kid or anything, but I want to be a horse girl later in life. And what, and what are you doing to make that happen? Thinking about it and talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first step. Yes. You're visualizing. You're secret. manifesting. It's the secret. Put it out. It's, yes. It's yeah. I horses. will have a horse. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you settle Alyssa for a, for a pony? I I, I want to ride it though, so I don't want to like, you know. If what if I kill the pony because it can't, you know, it, it can only That's handle like not, a child's listen, weight. You're thinking of like a petting zoo, mini horse. You're not gonna kill our friend Lisa Hannawalt from Baby. I was just Jesus. thinking about her and how she's how, got her own pony. She rides around pony? on it like crazy. She has I don't a know pony? if she. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if she does it bareback, but she she rides on there. Bareback seems insane. I'm sorry. Every time someone says they ride the horse bareback, it sounds sexual. I'm sorry. It just sounds <laughs> yeah. sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Sandy. <laughs> don't be gross on our show. Well, there's some horrible stories about people with their horses. What? Whenever I'm riding a horse, I'm never wearing a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I wear a female condom. Right. <laughs> I have a, a dental dam taped over my face. <laughs> Because you're an ally. We're all allies here. <laughs> wow. Way to get topical. If I can briefly address the the news. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I read, you know how, I don't know, Jordan and I were RAs in college. And for that reason, we had. Uh, really awesome. A, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It stood for really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, for that reason, we had a lot of dental dams. Mm-hmm. You have to have, uh, intimate health products available when you're an RA for your, for your, for your charges. Um, mostly that one kid, David, who, who had a giant dick and so he needed large condoms. Um, everybody mm-hmm. would talk to each other about how he had a giant dick, but then when he would come to the door, he really did need the large condoms because of his size of his dick. Um, but RIP, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, I don't think he's alive. He passed away from too, too small of condom. Mm, suffocated. Um, <laughs> but no one, I don't know if this was your experience, Jordan, but in the two years that I was an RA, no one, came and got a dental dam from me. Did anyone ever get a dental dam from you, Jordan? Yeah, I I my my memory is is similar so yeah, it's just I had a I had a bunch of dental dams at the end of the year and uh we just threw them at each other, watered them up and threw them at each other. Yeah. That's awesome. That is really awesome. <laughs> yeah. <It> is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so naturally we were RAs. Uh, really awesome. Fucking animals. <laughs> it was a total you're absolutely right it was a total animal house situation i um uh you know who didn't want us to wad him up and throw at each other that fucking dean oh, oh the dean, dean. Oh, i hate the dean <laughs> fucking dean uh brian we got another uh call in there? wait hold on i want to what? save my news story oh your news okay yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you got and that's i heard were. a story that because people are resistant to using dental dams mm-hmm They've invented a new type of dental dam that's underpants. And that doesn't seem better to me. 
they seem to be taken as read in the news story that, of course, wearing sexual health underpants and then putting mouth on genital through underpants, special sexual underpants, would be better. <laughs> well, and they both seem bad. Do they have a naughty Disney slogan on them? <laughs> now that I could go for. Go on Etsy and type in sexual underpants. <laughs> There's, nothing, There's absolutely nothing hotter than uh, special sexual underpants. <laughs> mm. Why do you think I'm so horny all the time? I can't get the thought out of my head. <laughs> special sexual underpants. Yeah. Are they made? Is it like a swim cap with leg holes? No. <laughs> no. I think that's what it is. No. Just use condoms, freaks. <laughs> yeah, you freaks. If you're worried about <laughs> nasty, this, but Alyssa, do not feel good for the man. <laughs> Come on Thank now. You. Thank you, Sandy. Your pants, on the other I'm... hand, did, did you guys hear that the CDC just announced you actually don't have to wear uh, condoms in public anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I still put on condoms yeah. when I bring in my groceries, okay? Anytime. I'll stop. Uh... Anytime I'm indoors, I'm wearing a... You know, <laughs> God, I creep myself out saying rubber instead of... I didn't want to say condom again because we'd said it so many times, but I feel like rubber is a very weird, uncomfortable word. It reminds me of something yeah. my dad would say. Yes, yeah, that's exactly like, what it is. Something your when dad When he was putting say. on this condom. <laughs> <laughs> Help me put on this rubber, son. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Uh, Brian, we have one more call. Now, just so uh, just so you Debras know, um, we're really creative and come up with a lot of recurring segments on the show. So people call in to further recurring segments not that we case. came up with. It's not just some shit that they wanted to say, and then they that say that it's it. they say that's the what, name that, of a segment at the beginning to happened. kind of cover for the fact that they're calling it in. Go that's ahead and do stuff we thought of. Go ahead, <laughs> Brian. We're creative. Go ahead. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Uh, this is Brian from Lakewood calling in for your long-running segment, Tales from Scales and Tales. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard you mention the uh, Scales and Tales in Pasadena, and this reminded me of the fact that I used to date the manager of our local Scales and Tales here in Colorado. <laughs> uh, and she would always bring home, quote-unquote, pet projects, uh, various animals that needed to be taken out of the store and given special care for a little while. Uh, including uh, about half a dozen balding sugar gliders, some kind of small, horrifying rodent, uh, They're tarantulas. That Pause have this, Brian. I want to be clear. First of all, Jordan Jesse Go is not a place for bullying. <laughs> so much, much less cyberbullying. Right. Number two. That's a funny joke from Three Busy Debris is when there's a hamburger on trial and they ask what it did and they say it was cyberbullying. <laughs> that is a funny joke from Three Busy Debris. That is a funny joke from Three Busy Debris. <laughs> Sounds like we're all on the same page except for Mitra. <laughs> I just think that it is. <laughs> no, you heard it here first, folks. I just think that it is. <laughs> just exists, man. Why judge it? I think the Bible verse that we read on the program last week demonstrates our commitment to the bald. Um, yep. We're probably going to send a bear, uh, two bears, to maul and kill uh, this caller oh. who insulted these bald sugar gliders. Um, those things are what, cute. I don't know if you know what yeah. those are, but they're cute. They're fucking adorable. They're like little flying yeah. mice. They're adorbs. 
Mm-hmm. Imagine a mouse with wings. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's up your trouser leg. Oh, so oh. Disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Are you, you can't make me like that. <laughs> Imagine an angel mask. No, I don't want to. Angel, angel mask. Has a little halo. Angel mouse. Angel mouse. <laughs> Lady, Lady Gaga's angel mouse work tape. <laughs> Sorry. That's a very extremely specific reference that. <laughs> From Lady Gaga's album Joanne, she has a song called "Angel Down," and then she, of course, at the end of the album, released a, the work tape of that song, "Angel Down Work Tape." And so the joke was "Angel Mouse Work Tape." So yeah, the joke's good. We all like the joke. Okay. Yeah. We're all everyone, into everyone the joke. Got the sure. joke, not just here, but also listening at home. Great, and it's live. Yeah, it's live. everyone yeah. check yeah. out and Lady Gaga's "Angel Down Work Tape." <laughs> Wherever you stream music. Yeah. They Lady said Gaga later. actually wrote on season two of Three Busy Devils. Oh. Wow. She must have been fun in the room. Yeah, the mall episode was actually her idea. Yeah. Did you hear any good Tony Bennett stories? <laughs> oh my god those like we i mean we we're in the room till like 10 p.m every single night because we we're just getting all these iconic tony bennett stories from lady gaga who wrote on the show, yeah, right. on the show. And, then, and then tony came in a few times just sort of popped in um yeah like the random jokes yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, like an tony everyday bennett, he's so like more random. of a consultant yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he struggled with senility yeah. Like, where's this coming from, Tony? Random. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to speak up on behalf of bald animals of all kinds, and especially right. sugar gliders, which are, in my opinion, very adorable creatures. Uh, I don't know why they were selling them at the lizard store. <laughs> I can't tell you the answer to that. But go ahead. That's a They're lizards, too. <laughs> Tarantulas that were having problems <laughs> molting. Is that a thing they do? Uh and a big old pile of hissing cockroaches, which she would keep in a terrarium about a foot away from the bed when I would stay over. Also, her ferret of undetermined and possibly unknowable gender, <laughs> named No Bueno, uh, stole my glasses once. And uh, I'm fucking bullied by a ferret. Thanks. Poindexter. <laughs> Obviously, I'm imagining the ferret putting the glasses on and running yeah. around. <laughs> what well, he needs to do is taxes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's reading a book, putting on yeah. glasses. <laughs> Ferret's like, fuck you, four eyes. I eat three quarters of my weight in meat every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I can finally work my way through Hamlet. <laughs> 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 Sad there's no ham. She eats so much meat. Oh, a, a stage production of Hamlet starring mm. a ferret? Yeah. Shine me up. Shine me up. Yeah. I just got a letter from Lady Gaga. She says, Great work, Alyssa. <laughs> oh my God. Don't play like that, Jesse. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. We we have no choice but to stand a random joke legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grazie, Stephanie. No choice but to stand for me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Was yes. it worth it? No, yes. but it's fine. <laughs> Nothing on this show is worth it. Sandy. Yes, the show is not worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be hey. clear. This is... 
terrible. This is a waste. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jordan and Jesse, don't talk about friends. Jordan and Jesse like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, you're right. We should yeah. treat ours. We should. We should spoil ourselves. We should spoil ourselves like we're children that we love. How will you guys be spoiling yourselves? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm going to put on my sexual underpants. (laughs) Jordan, that's just a swim cap with leg holes. (laughs) Don't tell me what it is. It's whatever I want it to be. You can't the secret a swim cap with leg holes into sexual underwear. It's not how it works. Hey, Jesse? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Safely with this swim cap with yes. leg holes. Hey Jesse, don't talk about don't talk about my friend's special sexual underpants like that. <laughs> Spoil him. Two zero six nine eight four four fun or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about the, this, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And, okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Mitra Jahari, Debra. Sandy Honig, Debra. And Alyssa Stonaha, Debra. <laughs> when y'all put together a script and all this, all the main characters have the same first name, what do you put in the script just for your reference? Our real names. Cool. <laughs> but it's like, it's grim to be like, Mitra, looking uglier than anyone in the world, does blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Mitra chokes Sandy until she dies. <laughs> Do you guys have like a whole set of um, weird Deborah outfits? Uh, is there a place where they're kept? Do you have a person in charge of Deborah outfits outside of the rest of the art direction of the show? There's a, the Deborah outfits are very serious. <laughs> yeah, our costume designer Ron Lehman, who's a genius, um, he they're in there's a big storage warehouse of Deborah's costumes and props in Seattle. Mm. Um, 
that just exists. And if anything ever happens to it, we're really screwed. Um, <laughs> is it in a wing of the Rock and Roll Museum? It is, yeah. <laughs> it's in the top of the Space Needle. Whoa, cool. It's at Sean Kemp's dispensary, Jordan. <laughs> Do you guys have a top Deborah outfit? I really liked... Well, Wait, hold on. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to say that in our little fucking, uh, in our little Brady Bunch Zoom windows here, each Deborah did a different hmm take. <laughs> like each face. going a different direction a in the frame, face. each doing a different like finger to the face. It was extraordinary. <laughs> Sorry, Alyssa. What's your favorite Deborah outfit? Well, one that I got to wear that I really loved is um, another person on our wardrobe team, Ladon King, made um, made me an outfit that's like a rose bush, and a where it's like she made me a dress that's just like a big round rose bush that I could like hide in because it it was it was from um, an episode that aired last week that's currently um, streaming on HBO Max called. Operation SEAL Team Deborah, um, written, <laughs> written by <laughs> written by SNL Sarah Sherman and directed by Katie Spielberg, and um, that's one that I really love. It's a fun. It's a, it was a fun one to play to to hide in, and it was hard to walk in, but it was awesome. I feel like I would love to wear a white pantsuit with with stretchy pants and just walk around. You can. <laughs> Do it, buddy. Yeah, come on. Spoil, spoil yourself. Spoil yourself. Spoil By spoil yourself, we mean lay out in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in Women's History of Love and Curd, directed by um Sandy Honig, toxic to work with. Big (laughs) (laughs) eye. David O. Russell situation. Yeah. It was heaven. Um. And that one was written by me and Diana Tay, who was our writer's assistant, who was so funny. She ended up um, writing an episode. Um, I got to wear this, like, silver um, jumpsuit that was um, made for moi. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) For the character of Radiation Rhonda. Everyone's talking about it. I want to say the reason that it was made custom was because there there is a very uh, specific point. Spoiler alert. um, She bends over to reveal uh, a red thong sticking out of her pants. So it had to be sort of built around that. Mm. Sort of like a mandrel. It has like a low scoop in the back. Low yeah. scoop in the back so that when she bends over, the thong is really, uh, it really shows. But it has to look like a worker's jumpsuit because I'm sneaking into an, a factory where only men are allowed to work. So I'm in the, I'm in what looks like a one piece. And then I bend over and you see my whale tail. Mm-hmm. I'll say this is the second time in the show, in the entire show where, um, Mitra has something going on at the top of her ass and a special jumpsuit <laughs> needed to be made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Wow. <laughs> the other day I was at Little League practice trying to explain to our friend Elliot Kalen about what the Debras is. Oh, from and, Daily Show? Uh, I was, uh, yeah, there you go. I and, used to intern uh, there. I, I think he was like the head writer when I interned there. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I, was explaining, I was explaining to Elliot what the three busy Debras were and I didn't quite have the words. I'm like, ah, oh, it's like... It's like they're all kind of Martha Stewarty, and they live in this kind of heightened world, but it's very silly, but they're kind of serious and intense, and <laughs> I'm like trying to explain the whole thing. And I should have just said there's two 
jumpsuits with the something at the top of the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something at the top of the butt. If you ever forget the title of the show, just Google jumpsuit with something at the top of the butt. (laughs) On HBO Max. Google that on HBO Max. Max, Search for it on HBO Max. And then you can watch the program. Just hit the voice thing on your Apple remote and say that. Yeah. Or your Roku. This is brand agnostic. Go ahead and use Roku. Press the Roku button. Use your Amazon Fire Stick. If you got a Fire Stick, you can watch Three Busy Debras on HBO Max. It's not going to stop you. You know what, Jordan? Hmm. Let's say you're at home on a personal computer computer. Go ahead and type in Three Busy Debras to HBO Max. You can watch it right fucking there. Plug your headphones in. You won't bother anybody in your house. You wouldn't bother anybody except for laughing so hard. Yeah, sure. the only problem is you're laughing so hard it messes up your partner's recipe. <laughs> trying to cook. We would not want that. We would. No. We would want that. We were looking forward to Clams Casino. <laughs> <laughs> this Clam Casino is full of nails. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You, you were nails. just laughing too hard in the other room, so I poured nails into it. <laughs> uh, well, Sandy, Alyssa, Mitra, what a pleasure it's been to have you on the program. We're very, very grateful you made the time. Um, uh, and we really hope everybody will get on their HBO Max or get on Adult Swim and watch the Three Busy Debras because the some of the funniest fucking shit on TV, uh, without question. Um, and if you want to hear, look, there's I did a real interview with them uh, that's <laughs> on Bullseye. So if you want to hear an actual interview about the program and stuff, you can hear it on Bullseye. Um, but I I think we I think we sold the show with the top of the butt thing, right? <laughs> If, if that, that doesn't seems get right, him, right, Jordan? I don't know what yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> Our producer. Yeah, you know, if that doesn't get you, we, we don't want you to watch the show. And I'm speaking for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking. Can we, can we get some uh, some T-shirts for Disneyland with Debra's on it and whatever, <gasps> drinking Chardonnay with ice cubes in it, but also uh, piglets mm. there and. Um, a bunch of complaining about how expensive it is to buy park hopper tickets. They're roasting Piglet on a spit. (laughs) (laughs) They've killed him. (laughs) Disneyland. (laughs) Disneyland. What about Deborah Land? I'm talking making an amusement park. Thank you. Thank you. Deborah Land sounds really great, and I'm really excited to visit the Star Wars attraction. <laughs> yeah, we're we're partnering with Marvel. <laughs> That's great. Star Wars isn't Marvel, whatever. <laughs> Alyssa, you just pissed know. off a lot of people with that comment. Oof, all right, they're sending mentions. fucking such angry letters to Lady Gaga right now. <laughs> Dear um, Stephanie, <laughs> Brian, Sunny D, Fernandez, our producer, our theme music, "Love You" by the Free Design. Courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne at Jordan underscore Morris. We're on Instagram at Jordan David Morris and at put dot this dot on. Um, we are also on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. God, I hope you wrote that shit down because it was gold. Um, we will talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.